bag of four grits. Here's what's up. Here's what's up. Okay. I'm There's okay. some. First of all, Comic Con is happening right now, and the big Marvel panel is happening literally as we are sitting down to record. So that might cast oh interesting energy God. on this recording session. Um, but okay. So here's some fucking comic book drama. So he. <laughs> so there's okay. So there's this writer. His okay. name is Jonathan Hickman. He 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 worked on Fantastic Four and then Avengers and then most recently X-Men. He's known for doing these big, long, complicated, like super dense, like lots of like data pages and like hard science fiction type deals. Like all that stuff in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness where it's like we're the Illuminati and incursions. That's all Jonathan Hickman stuff. He yes, was writing X-Men for, like, two years. And he was, like, building up a whole bunch of shit. He, like, redefined... <clears throat> excuse me. He, like, redefined <laughs> the status quo of the X-Men. And then unceremoniously just dropped out, like, halfway through, it felt like. I mean, he wrote, like, a little limited series that was him being like, oh, here's me wrapping up my X-Men run. But it felt weird and premature. Because he signed an exclusive contract with Substack, right? Which is, like, mm -hmm. this new, like, disruptor in the comic book industry that's just, like, a blog platform that's been paying a lot of money to a lot of comic book artists to do exclusive third-party comic books on Substack. Uh, but they just announced, we don't know what it's going to be yet, but Hick Jonathan Hickman is apparently coming back to write a new series at Marvel... And nobody knows, we don't know what it is yet. They just said that he is. And it's, that is, it's just dramatic because he like bounced on X-Men so unceremoniously, but now he's like back doing something else, I guess. Or maybe he's coming back to X-Men. I have no idea, but this is a huge, this is a huge deal for me. And I'm going to be thinking about it all episode. <laughs> and I'm. I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here with us to talk about Nope. That's well. That's so kind of courteous and generous of you. So, so yeah, I'm going to be uh, refreshing the Marvel Studios Reddit every once in a while. And if there's some big news, I'll jump in and unceremoniously interrupt everybody Ooh, yeah. for the exciting drama. Looking forward to it. You know uh, what? We want it. We want the news. You're going to be the newsman because I, uh, I turned off my notifications for this, or at least quieted them. So <laughs> you're the man. You're the man, Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I certainly have not. So, hey, welcome to the Cool Takes Podcast, <laughs> the only bad movie podcast where the bad movies are good, actually. Every week, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular or unliked movie in the hopes of successfully gaslighting our audience into having bad taste. Usually, except this is a freebie. Every once in a while, we like to just scale it back and do a new release movie or a movie we're just thinking about. Uh, you well, know. What, are the, what are the reviews on Nope right now, anyway? The reviews on Nope are good. Uh, oh, I don't okay. think they're quite on par with the other two, but I think it has like an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is probably the lowest of the three Jordan mm -hmm. Peele movies, but it's still like an 85. So it's like, are, are, are we really going to hold it heard. against him? Yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. 82 yeah. certified yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, 73 on the audience score, though. That's not that high. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, hi. My name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And we are joined today by our good friend, 
Elon Hernandez. Elon, introduce yourself. What up, what up, everybody? It's Elon Hernandez back at it again, uh, standing in or, you know, stepping in for Adeline. It's always, always fun to, 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 you know, be in this, uh, you know, three person team. So let's, let's get it. It's been a while. (laughs) To to be the substitute, (laughs) to be the, the, is it pinch hitter? Uh, yeah. Pinch hitter, right? Pinch hitter, hitter, not pitch pitch hitter. hitter. Pitch hitter. No, everyone's a pitch hitter. You always hit the pitch. I don't know, but maybe because you—it's a hard pitch to hit. You're the pitch hitter. I, don't I think know. it's because you're about sports. I think it's because you're in a pinch because you're missing yeah. somebody, oh. so you get a pinch hitter. Everyone, everyone would be a pinch hitter. Sports. That's what baseball is. I know what that's what baseball is. I don't <laughs> know where pitches. monikers come from. I'm not anyway. the one who names things. Uh, obviously, we are talking about Jordan Peele's Nope today on the podcast. Nope. Uh, uh, I hope I'm not steamrolling this episode too hard already, but, uh, I'm going to describe, uh, my behavior over the last few days and I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I'm going to need you guys to bear with me. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, here's what's up. Get out is, Mm -hmm. how do I want to tell this story? When I left us. Unless it's a really dense, really metaphorical movie, right? Mm -hmm. I left Us the first time, and I was like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how I feel about Mm -hmm. that. It took me a long time of, like, seeing it, like, a couple more times and talking to a lot of people about it and reading a lot of things about it before I kind of was able to fully and completely figure it out and come around on it and be like, oh, yeah, obviously that's one of the best movies ever. And I felt really similarly leaving Nope yeah, on Thursday night when I saw mm-hmm. the premiere. I was like, wow, that feels like a lot, and I don't really know where I come down on it. Um, and I was like, we are going to do a podcast about it in a couple days. So I have made an attempt to speed run that process. I saw it a second <laughs> time this morning, mm. meaning that it is now uh, Saturday the 23rd, and I have now seen Nope two distinct times. And I spent all afternoon, like, just reading (laughs) what people are saying about it, like a crazy person, just trying to be like, yeah, let me figure out why I like this. And Mm -hmm. I do. I do like it. I feel like I have Mm semi-successfully speedrun the the process of figuring out this movie, and I think I'm I'm there. How do you guys – how are you guys feeling? I well, this is how I feel. So I, when I saw Get Out, I was like, yeah, ten out of ten, loved it, very good, very good. When yes. I saw Us, the first time I saw it, I I liked it more than I liked Get Out because really? I just liked I because I I love a horror movie where you don't answer everything. It felt mm-hmm. like I was walking through a labyrinth. Um, it felt so scary to me. Like right. I I was talking about how like Get Out kind of. Like it, it's very much just like a parabola of like scary, and then it comes back down. And and us is like it keeps getting scarier, and like the scariest moment is the last moment for me. So for this movie, I was like, I want to watch it, and I don't want anyone to say anything to me about it until we talk about this, because I want my own opinions <laughs> to speak for themselves. Right. I don't want to hear what anyone else has to say. Uh-huh. And I saw it with a couple of friends on Thursday night when it premiered. And we all at the very end of the movie had the same exact reaction where we were like, hmm, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> right. sure. Right, right, right. Like, right. We, like we all went, what about that monkey, though? 
<laughs> and like that's how he walked away. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this, I don't know. I wanted to love it so much, and like I've I've been holding it. I've been trying to guard myself, and there are things that I felt like were just you know like a home run, home run, home run. But like something's not connecting for me still, and right. everything connected for us, for me, it connected immediately. So right. I'm like, maybe I have to do the work that I didn't have to do. It's like when I was in elementary school and I didn't have to do my homework because I just got it. And then in middle school, I was like, <laughs> right. oh, crap, this is harder now. Uh, <laughs> so like, I now have to do work now. <laughs> like, that's how this movie feels to me. Like, I want to like it so bad. So I'll, I'll put in the work. You just got to put right in now, hours. I'm like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, like that. no, that sucks. <laughs> That's how I feel. Elon, Elon has the freshest view. I want to hear what Elon has to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is an interesting one. Where, where do I start? Because there's kind of some layers to this. So I, I was I since I was seeing this this Just morning, like us. Um, since I saw it like this, well, yeah, around like 1130 this morning, um, I'm like three hours removed from having seen it. Uh, I, I was comfortable with the idea that I'd be coming on here with with you two and kind of processing it aloud and hearing your guys' POVs. Right. So I kind of like um, that. I like that we're we yeah yeah. yeah. Keep it fresh. Um, I, Keja, your take really it fascinates me. I don't think we ever talked about us um, in depth, but that really interests me, and I want to get into that more. But uh, to to talk about my reaction, um, I'll I'll, t- I'll I'll start with this. I would say that so I'm not sure if this is a term that was coined by Jordan Peele himself or another commentator. But of the three, let's just call it like social commentary, like horror films he's done thus far, I would actually say that in in or in rank of like density, um, Get Out is the least dense. Uh, yeah. I would say Nope mm-hmm. is the is the is the middle, and Us is the right. densest. Just on like Us on a plain like, like so layman's dense. like first first viewing. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I was more on on uh, in league with Jackson first time I saw Us. I know this isn't an Us right. review, but this will be kind of a Jordan Peele kind of thing in general. <laughs> well, yeah, of course we got to um, talk about it. But yeah, Us for me was, uh, coming off of Get Out was just a lot, was just a different, it just didn't really uh, align with my expectations at the time. I still enjoyed a lot of things about it, but it was just more of a dense mm. thing. I remember saying to my friends, like, I, I, I don't know, that didn't make sense. I'm not sure if that worked. Like, I got to see that again. <laughs> right. yeah, uh, fair enough. So, but uh, yeah, it was kind of a, it, <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but. I would say that with us, it was like the eventually I kind of learned to almost dissociate with my, if you want to call them like nitpicks with it, fine. But like Mm. my quote unquote like flaws with it, I kind of just, I kind of just cared about them less as time went on and I started to kind of appreciate more of the kind of overall thing. So I feel like that helped me going into Nope, kind of just that process of like a tale of two movies. Um, from him, right? But I would say, even without that, I would say that this movie lands a little more in between the two in terms of like what you're able to process mm-hmm. on the first viewing. So because of that, I definitely yeah, enjoyed I, it a lot more. I think I, I took away it, it was the perfect for me combination of like thrilling, entertaining, not quite as scary as Us. I would say I think Us has probably been the most scary for me of the three thus far. Um, but then yeah, yeah, Nope brought the thrills, the chills, if you will. Um, but kind of combined it for me in a self-gratifying way as a thing where I was like, oh, I'm seeing the the symbolism and I'm picking up on this thing and that thing. And um, at least I think I am picking mm-hmm. up on this thing. So it was definitely a, 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 an enjoyable experience for me that kind of falls between um, us and Get Out for me. Yeah, like my kind of big take about these three movies at this point 
is that I feel like all three of them just sort of function in fundamentally different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Get Out, like, part of the magic of Get Out is how straight to the point it is. Like, there mm-hmm. is... Like, Get Out is barely a metaphor, right? Like, it's observing yeah. a really... Like, you're not asking a lot of questions. You're like, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I Get Out is like... Me. Yeah, it's like observing a really particular facet of American racism and just spinning a sci-fi premise out of it, but in a very literal mm-hmm. way, right? Like, it doesn't require yeah, very, a lot of the it's, audience it's very, to understand. Um, like, it's very C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia. Like, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, <laughs> literally, like, we get it. Aslan's right. Jesus. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of questioning <laughs> happening here. Right. And, it's, and, like, the magic trick of that movie is that it's able to be so blunt and so direct without feeling ham-fisted or heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's observing something that's really genuinely novel and interesting, like, just thematically. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it totally works. Whereas I feel like Us is the complete opposite. Where Us is, like, yeah. so dense and so obtuse. And you have to think about it on so many different mm-hmm. non-literal metaphorical levels before you can kind yes. of figure it out for yourself. Um, and I think that like, you know, I, I think that nope, I don't even want to say it's kind of in between because I feel like it just functions fundamentally differently because like the thing about us is that a lot of the appeal of that movie, not that I'm trying to say that it doesn't like function on some, you know, technical level, but like Mm -hmm. most, at least for me, a lot of the appeal of us is in the ideas, is in the metaphors, is in like the sort of intellectual like territory it's playing in. Um, And then it also has a lot of really incredible horror genre filmmaking like built around it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Nope, like while it is like obviously way denser and way more metaphorical than, than something like Get Out is, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, I think the appeal of it is less about those ideas and that metaphor, you know, I feel like Nope functions as like a populist blockbuster first and as a really Mm -hmm. thoughtful metaphorical like intelligent movie second almost does that make sense and also and also just like it's so tricky because get out and us were a lot more similar in horror style like Uh being like being trapped by like a crazy family is very like i don't know texas chainsaw like that's <laughs> like it's like that yeah Ver- and then us is like a slasher film primarily like it the the doppelganger thing so spooky ooky mm-hmm. right and then on top of that they're all slashers like that is a, a horror genre that those two are very similar but uh um i was talking about this with my sister like an alien movie is so different than those movies like <laughs> right uh, yeah like I would not classify like Independence Day or War of the Worlds in the same genre as like um I don't know like Friday the 13th. Like they're just so different in their scariness. So like th- that in and of itself is like takes away a lot of the horror elements for me. And I feel like Jordan Peele was playing into that with that that scene in the barn where the like um Steven Yeun Jupes kids were like playing a right. prank on them. Right. Where it was like, like you saw like he was like kind of crawling around and had like a weird oblong shaped head and you're like oh shit this is gonna be bad <laughs> and then it was just a little prank like I feel like right. that was very much to the audience being like you stupid idiots 
You have to learn to like other things. You can't always expect the same thing. Right. You know? Like, that was yeah. for me. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, I mean, like, the genre of it. Like, I want to dive deeper into, like, the symbolism and all this kind of stuff a little mm-hmm. bit later. But, like, the thing to me that is, like, the selling point of the movie is that, like, it starts as, like, a pretty straight-ahead horror movie, like, genre-wise, like, for the first little while. Like, the bit where he's in the barn with the kids mm-hmm. is, like, so scary, but in, like, a very normal way, <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it, uh, uh, what's the other big, like, the bit where the, His, the, the, where the alien thing. is, like, the, uh, uh, like, raining blood on the house is so insane and so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like. Also, spoiler alert for no. Yeah. In case you thought this would be a spoiler Yeah, maybe we should say not. that. The way we <laughs> do this podcast, we're not exactly a spoiler-free podcast. You, it would be I know, wise. I I was like. <laughs> maybe I should I put like, a little. Uh-oh. I'll record a little disclaimer later to put at the top because I didn't even think about it. We came full guns blazing. It's an alien. It's an alien. It's not a UFO. The UFO is the alien. Um, Hold up. Wait a minute. Then like there's something right. (laughs) There's a really the blood. There's a really particular moment when um, the the cinematographer comes back when uh, what's his name something Holst. Antler's Holst, the most insane name ever. I love it. Uh, (laughs) But, like, once he shows up and becomes part of it, it, like, turns on a dime and turns into a Spielberg Mm -hmm. movie. Hmm. Like, in that instant. Oh, hell yes. Like, it stops being, like, a traditional studio horror movie and immediately becomes this, like, classical creature feature blockbuster. Like, Mm -hmm. instantly. And I think that is so, 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 so cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a particular interview I looked at where he was like, my biggest, what, some of my biggest inspirations for this movie were uh, King Kong and Jurassic Park because they're both mm-hmm. like big blockbuster spectacles about the commodification of spectacle. Mm. It, Jurassic Park makes so much sense because like yeah. that is like a horror movie, but it's a family horror movie, you know, like right. your kids are going to be able to go to that. Well, yeah, and Jaws. Like, the third act of this movie is just Jaws. Like, very Jaws. Very you, that. You got, like, Literally, a... Literally, the, the camera guy dies. The camera guy dies. You got the, the string that you're tracking it with, like, the barrels and Jaws. Then they trick it into eating mm-hmm. something that blows it up. You're like, this is Jaws. This, yeah. is, this is just Jaws. It's just Jaws. That's what they should have put on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's just Jaws. We just did Jaws this time. We did Jaws, but Sky version. <laughs> Sky Jaws. I think what I told my brother uh, afterward was, yeah, like Jaws on land, or it reminded me a little bit of Jaws on land, or something like that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, it's. I. Go ahead. I don't. I think I wish I just had known that going into the movie. Like I just went in. I really tried to guard my expectations, but so then I like took in less before I went, and so like I don't know. I thought it was gonna be more spooky ooky scary scary right, right. when i saw them like because you that's just what you expect going in and so like i was a little disappointed that like the scariest beat for me was the um the when the dad gets hit in the through the eyeball into the brain <laughs> right with a nickel literally with like, money literally with killed money. by money it's crazy but like that where you like see him like start to slump on the horse like from like an over the shoulder shot and then he just falls and his son like oj is driving him also oj very very good name very fun but when he's when he's driving him to the hospital and he's just like 
trying to get his dad to stay awake that is so like gruesome mm -hmm. like and it just feels so real and like that's the realest most grounded part of the movie of the weird space alien movie monster right. in the sky can't believe it's not grounded <laughs> but that, that was i just i like it's just something that upon second viewing i'll be like okay i don't this isn't what the whole thing's going to be and that's okay but like i loved that part it was so like ooh, it just made my skin crawl it was so scary Okay, real quick, time out, time out. Here's a Marvel thing. Uh, just announced <laughs> uh, uh, a new Daredevil series with Charlie Cox on Disney Plus. Oh my god! Is oh not my god. is not Daredevil season four. Is called Daredevil Born Again, which is fascinating <laughs> oh. because oh that is god. that is the title of a comic book series that was the main inspiration for the third season of the Daredevil TV show. Oh so it's like a comic book that they've already adapted. Super bizarre. I'm so <laughs> amped about it. Anyway, that's all. Continue. As a joke, I was going to say, are they going to call it Daredevil Rides Again? <laughs> Rides Again. And I was right. I was right. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Okay, that was a good interlude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in and out. Just in and out. Back anyway, in anyway, anyway. U UFOs. Okay, what should we talk? The should we talk about the performances? Because they're all stellar, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Stellar. That's a pun. <laughs> sure. This. So this <laughs> yeah. is this is. Uh, fuck. I always get Kiki Palmer and Kiki Lane Kiki Palmer. mixed up. Kiki Palmer. Kiki hmm. Kiki P. I actually, don't blame you for that. Actually. Because they're both like ex Disney, right? Mm, Kiki Lane. Well, I'm not Kiki as sure Lane about. Do? Which one was in Kiki If Palmer. Beale Street Could Talk? Kiki Lane. Okay, okay. Kiki Palmer Kiki was Palmer like Akilah and the Bee, and maybe and maybe Disney. She did jump in on Disney Channel. Jump she right, mostly did right. Two yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah. VP filmed in front of a live studio audience on Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay, maybe that was it. Okay, so yeah, all right. So this is Kiki Palmer, who is in Hustlers. It certainly is. And jump in uh, and on the Disney Akilah Channel. And Akilah and the Bee. And Akilah and the Bee. Kiki and Lane. best known for... I'm sorry to this man. I could be, I could walk down. I could walk by him on the street, and I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. <laughs> okay, and no so pain. it's Kiki Lane who's in If Beale Street Could Talk and Chippendale Rescue mm -hmm. Rangers. Yep. And, and uh, the oh, old guard. Right. Well, she's also I in believe. the old guard, which she's mm -hmm. not to talk about the other one, but like Kiki Lane, fascinating to me because she's so great in If Beale Street Could Talk, obviously, mm -hmm. and she's really good in the old guard. And gives maybe, like, <laughs> one of the worst performances I've ever seen in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. She's you know, so fucking it's terrible. To, it's hard to act alongside Tennis. Oh, really? <laughs> She's not That's good. A she does a bad have job. Not, uh, have have you not see seen it, Elon? No, not yet. But it's it's fine. I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. I'll get to, yeah. No, it yeah. is fine that you haven't seen it. Not like obviously I don't want to rip on Kiki Lane because like I, I mean she's incredible in other things. And we it's, already did in our Chippendale rescue. <laughs> right. Yeah. But she is she is just spectacularly <laughs> bad in that movie. Oh my god. Anyway. Okay. But Kiki, Kiki Palmer. Oh, sorry. Kiki sorry. Palmer sorry, I don't, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah? I don't mean to linger. Sorry, I don't mean to linger, but is she herself like a human in Chippendales or voicing? Yes. She's like no, the she's human herself. character who oh. is like a detective. And the bit is that she's like a fan of the original Rescue Rangers show. And oh, she just like she just like looks like she's reading cue cards the whole time. She's just like, yeah. but that was my favorite episode. And you're like, wow. Oh, man. You worked with Barry Jenkins last year. Like, surely <laughs> this is not the best you can do. 
Yeah, she's excellent in Feel Curious to Talk, yeah. Oh, and very, she's also going to be in uh, Don't Worry Darling this year with Harry <gasps> Styles and Florence Oh, Pugh. my God. I'm really oh, excited word? for that. Oh, I he's gonna be yeah, she's, uh, she's supposed to also be, I think, in The Woman King with Viola Davis as well. Oh, is she? Which looks great, yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, but Kiki Palmer yeah. in this movie. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer is, like, you know, I... I I mean, I don't want to... I, I feel like both of the other Jordan Peele movies, it feels weird, like, talking about, like, the three Jordan Peele movies, like, as if they're this, like, bizarre franchise or, like, this canon or something, because, like, mm-hmm. we don't always do that with other, like, people, but Jordan Peele is such a specific exception where it's just, like, he busted out of the gate as a fully formed auteur, like, three yeah. years ago, <laughs> so it's just hard not to think of it that way. But, like, you know, if, like, Daniel Kaluuya is the performance that Get Out is built around and Lupita Nyong'o is the performance that Us is built around, like, Kiki Palmer is kind of the performance that Nope is built around. And I think she's great, and I think Daniel Kaluuya is great, but I don't feel like either of those performances are quite on par with those other Mm. ones, which was kind of my my biggest reservation about the movie, to be honest. Because it's just that weird inflated expectations thing where you're like, I'm so prepped for this to be spectacular in every possible way. And then when it's just Mm -hmm. really good, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, I I disagree. You disagree. You almost undervalue it in a sense. I was thinking I was going to bring up the point that, um, yeah, like you were saying, Jackson, like you come in with the expectation. Oh, I'm probably it's Jordan Peele movie. Good chance I'm going to see like a potential Oscar nominated performance right um mm-hmm. which lupita nyong'o let's be clear should have been i don't oh, i don't absolutely. understand what, what, that, performance what that was is, about yeah. insane angry uh, angry angry yeah yeah um but yeah i, I honestly i'm thinking about it like like you're saying like this movie is just so different differently structured i almost feel like the way and it it's not just purely a numbers thing because by that logic like lupita nyong'o wouldn't have had a shot in us because of how many like bodies are in that um <laughs> but like yeah, it's just, it's weird because, like, yeah, it's almost like nobody quite has enough time or quite enough moments, you think, um, yeah. to, like, quite, like, get there. Like, again, it's really good, but it's, like, and maybe it also has something to do with the movie itself, but, um, but yeah, just no one, no one really quites despite really great work. You, you don't really feel, like, in your kind of, in your mind's eye, I guess, like, thinking of, like, have they accumulated enough, like, material, like, moments to maybe amount to uh, some Oscar potential or awards potential, you know, you don't quite leave thinking of like anyone in particular that you think has maybe uh, reached that threshold. Um, but I don't know, could be wrong. Uh, okay, See, time I, out, time out. This is, oh, oh. The Catherine Hahn Agatha Harkness spinoff will not be called House of Harkness, it will be called Coven of Chaos. So, oh, why is everything chaos these days? Chaos. <laughs> no idea what to do with that information. I kind of thought I kind of <laughs> thought this wouldn't actually happen, and we just forget about it. But I guess they're still doing it. I know. It. I kind of did too. <laughs> <laughs> what else is um, there to do with that? I wonder. No clue. I don't. I don't be, do witch through time, witch through different time periods. I guess I don't know. It seems. Is that how they're going to bring back um, Wanda into the fold? I don't want to get us on a super huge. Yeah, yeah. Tangent, no, no, no. Move on. Move on. Where? Yeah. Okay. So here's why I disagree on what you guys are saying. I I hear what you're saying, though. I think that that's valid. Like, I am seeing what you're seeing. However, I feel like the the promotional material for this movie, even up to, like, the title, it always felt like it was reaching more into um, 
like Jordan Peele's comedy background. Right. And I always felt like it would be like less of a dramatic performance because like Lupita Nyong'o obviously can have a fun time, but she is like known became like a breakout star for her like dramatic performances. Like the other two are a lot more dramatic. This movie felt like it was meant to be a little higher on the comedy side. And Kiki Palmer is so funny in this role. Like she just has so much charisma and, and can still also like deliver the like more dramatic beats in a really grounded way. But that feels like so authentic. Like her character just feels like such a real live person where some of other, like other characters in Jordan Peele movies feel more like an archetype that's trying to like, you know, explain the allegory that his movie is, is, centered around but like Mm. she feels like a real person she feels like a real person in la that's trying hard to succeed in in the business get break into the industry and she can't do it but she's just got a lot of personality and not a lot of skills like she's (laughs) hitting on girls like left and right and and she's like always like just smirking on responsibilities i just i think that she is having so much fun in this role and it's just about damn time that kiki palmer is giving her dues <laughs> because she just is like such a great performer that it's so cool to see her in this role and i think that she really does a lot with it and it's not as dramatic but to me i like that this is a little bit more on the comedic side because that's kind of like Alien movies are kind of kitschy, like so. It's okay right. that she's a little kitschy, and I love that Daniel Kaluuya is just the straightest straight man he can be. Right. That scene when they're like trying to get their horse in the commercial or whatever, and he's just like, she is so late, and he's trying to give the spiel that his dad used to give, and he just can't do it because he like is has stage fright or whatever. Is right. so funny to me where yeah. he's like, um, hey, and um. What people don't know about uh, horses is that, um, and she just like struts in so late. Like that right. scene is just so it's just ten out of ten for me. I, I it just it really explains their characters so well. So I I thought it I thought they were really good. I was most like kind of bummed about Stephen Yun and his character. I Not feel like his performance young. was as it, it was yeah. as good as it could be. But like I think you can just tell that someone like. Snipped out pretty much all of the young stuff because <laughs> right. he's third well, okay. billing. He's third billing. Yeah. So I have I have actually kind of an interesting uh, uh, thing to say about that. Also, I do feel like I have not been fully appreciating the humor of this movie because both times I've seen it now, I saw it with an extremely dead audience who did not laugh at anything oh. ever. Uh, See, or, I was or, in a real chatty audience. Did you? Yeah. I feel like I was I, the only one laughing in mine today. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just, like, every time I felt kind of moved to laugh, I was like, oh, 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 is that not supposed to be? But then, like, people were, oh. like, never laughing, even when I was like, no, that was a joke. And then, so I was just like, oh, I don't know. I just need to, I need to view this with better, with, um, better people. Yeah, uh, let's, we can go see this movie together <laughs> if you want to spend more money on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but okay, so here's the thing. So uh, apparently, so there's a there's a shot in the trailer of like a mm-hmm. guy like going towards the camera, like going against yes. the grain of a bunch of people running out of the studio. Um, and I was reading the, that the studio, hmm. yeah, Gordy studio. the Gordy studio. <laughs> I was reading that that was a scene that actually got cut out of the movie that was in uh, test screenings that people saw. Um, yeah, and apparently. There was, like, an extra subplot of the person who shot Gordy was 
like a pervert who is obsessed with the young girl on the TV show who brought a gun oh. to the screening who happened to be there and killed the monkey like taxi driver style, <laughs> which oh. I, d- oh. I haven't seen it. I've only heard it described oh. that way. I have no clue how to feel about that. It just feels kind of weird and like it really muddies the waters of what this movie's trying to say in a lot of different ways. So maybe it's good that it's not in the final product, but that was something that yeah. I was reading. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Can, do, should we talk about the Gordy stuff? Talk about Gordy? The Gordy stuff is so insane. And by break the way, down, oof, a la horse, uh, like horses and Gordy, the way the movie does. <laughs> uh, uh, because yeah, Terry Notary as Gordy of, of Planet of the Apes <laughs> fame. Of course. My man. Humanity's <laughs> foremost chimpanzee motion capture actor, <laughs> Terry Notary, absolutely slaying it. The chimpanzee could look better, I think, it's, but I don't yeah. think we need to dwell on that. But I, I, I agree. But also the uh, ja- jean jacket looks so good that I'm like, Ooh, okay, I'm like, I get it, I get it, I get yeah. it. You know, there's only so much money in the world, <laughs> and some of it fell into Keith David's eyes. So you, know, <laughs> you, you only have so much. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's you know it's a little bit weird because like the whole Stephen Yeun sudden plot, whoa. Steven mm-hmm. Yeun subplot is... It's pronounced Yun. You had it right. Yun. Right. No, I just... I Yun subplot got a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, is is basically entirely thematic, right? Like, yeah. it has it yes. has very little do, to do with the actual plot. It's just, like, he was mm-hmm. this guy who endured this horrible tragedy, but yeah. now, like, like, makes a living off of it, like, was able to successfully capitalize on that mm-hmm. tragedy in order to become successful later in life by just, like, reliving yeah. and, and re-experiencing that tragedy over and over again. And also, like, it's – it you see it at many levels because he was a child star in, like, a sheriff TV show or whatever – and that's like literally his business is just capitalizing off of that the cowboyness that he's known for and his office is like covered in all of the memorabilia and then the like inner workings of his mind is like this gordy show where he he was traumatized as a child <laughs> because he saw his co-star and first crush get her face ripped off <laughs> by, a by chimpanzee. A, an angry chimpanzee <laughs> and <laughs> So, but also capitalizes off of that by like making a weird dark black museum. Right. I'm sorry to say it, but Black Mirror, <laughs> <laughs> where like people can go in and see all the memorabilia from the show and like even sleep in their room, which right. is crazy. So like the spectacle, spectacle, spectacle. But I thought it really seemed like he wanted us, Jordan Peele, wanted us to believe. That there was a connection, a real physical connection right. between Jean Jacket and Gordy, especially right. with that levitating shoe, like the shoe that was vertical beyond vertical. <laughs> oh, right. Like, why did they do that? That was mean. It was rude of them to yeah. do that. I mean, that's it's a tr- just that's like a... Paul Bettany saying he was working with a famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did. It's it, it is yeah. That's a tricky weird thing. Like to me, it just sort of read as like. As, like, one weird slight detail that sticks in the mind when you experience something traumatic, Mm -hmm. you know? 
like when you think back on memories, there are so many times yeah. where like there's one particular a snapshot weird detail that just sticks with you forever for no particular reason. And I think like there was a shoe that fell weird. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it, that's just what that's meant to be. Like the weird bizarre thing that I, he hyperfixates on. It's just like it's that same thing where like you and this might just be a hyper level of like commentary on spectacle but it's the first shot of the film so it seems like he's asking you to remember this shot because it's really important and then it doesn't turn out to be important even especially like you go through the museum and there's like the shoe and the brief in the glass case not the briefcase (laughs) right the glass case and then there the only connection really between gordy and Jean Jacket. I love that his name is Jean Jacket. It's so great. Is is that like they are both animals and they both are uncontrollable, but you can kind of operate around them. Right. Like that is it is our fault for believing that we can control all of these scenarios. But I didn't know that when I was watching it. I kept going, okay, let's get to the shoe. Let's get to the shoe. <laughs> What's the shoe? What's let's the shoe? Let's get to the shoe. Where's the shoe? And also, I think it's messed up to say, look at this ripped face girl. She came, and now she's getting swallowed up by a monster, and that's it. There's nothing. It's just like in Midsommar with whatever his name, Aiden, or whatever. (laughs) What's his name? The kid who has, like, deformities, who is their king or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But he's, like, not actually, he doesn't matter. Like, there's literally, he doesn't matter Yeah. I read somewhere that, um... That Jordan Pugh was, like, really intentionally... I didn't really follow up on this, but that he was intentionally trying to, like, evoke a famous uh, Oprah episode where she had, like... Oh, I... Oh, I know the Oprah Oh, episode. you do? Maybe you I'm can talk familiar. about this more. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. just that was basically well, that it. I know that that. The imagery was just meant to evoke that in particular, but I don't really know much about it or what that, what that would really mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was this woman who uh, owned a chimpanzee as a pet, and she was like, love my chimpanzee, LOL, she's so great, or he mm. is, whatever. And then she invited a friend over, and the friend was wearing, like, a collar or a bracelet or something that made the chimpanzee angry. And so he ripped her face off, like, ripped her eyeballs out of her face. Wow. And then killed her owner. Or wow. killed the owner. Like, she died. Right. And then they were like, yeah, I guess it's not a good idea to own a chimpanzee as a pet, Are <laughs> bad. And so Oprah had the woman on to talk about her life, and she was like, yeah, that was pretty bad, and now I'm blind and deformed, and um, I don't want to go outside anymore, so I'm doing this national broadcast of an Oprah TV show, and that was basically it. And, and she was would, like, able to kind veil. of weirdly cash in on this horrible tragedy, yes, just yes, based yes, on yes, the yes. spectacle of what happened to her. Yeah, yeah no. like, it was a very memorable episode because you're like, wow, a woman got her face ripped off by a chimpanzee. <laughs> and they like, you can hear the 911 call. And oh, the, God. and the, like, because there's like a couple people over and she's like, that chimp is killing my friend. Or maybe she didn't die, but like, I don't know. You can, like, she thinks that she's dead. Right. A la the Gordy, because she right. doesn't die, but it looks like she died. Yeah, that's horrifying. It's really gruesome. But yeah. I like stuff like that, so I listened. <laughs> Oh man! When I watched, when I was in uh, my uh, world cinema class in college, we watched the uh, uh, what's it called? We watched the uh, we watched Grizzly Man. The uh, oh, what's the fucking guy's name? Uh, I want to see Bear the Grylls. baby. 
Uh, <laughs> Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. <laughs> Obviously, I know him first and foremost as a director, but that was the best way I could think to get the point across. No, no, no. Sometimes when the when it blocks your brain, that's the only that's way it. that you can. He directed get out. Grizzly Man, among many other beloved movies, and, and he said, "I want, I want to, to see, see the, the baby. baby on the Mandalorian." Um, I did the same thing the other day. I led with "Want to see the baby," and I was like, "The dude from Mandalorian said something." I, I don't know. It comes right to the noggin. But there's that there's that sequence in that movie where it's a documentary about a guy who got fucking killed by grizzly bears um and apparently there's like audio of him being mauled to death by grizzly bears and uh uh there's a sequence in the movie where Werner herzog like listens to the audio but you can't hear it and he's like i'm not gonna put this in the movie and i was like oh thank god but there was like (laughs) yeah there were like two like girls sitting next to me who are like do it do it show us play it Play the audio. Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fucking no, no, like, actually, don't. actually, it's fucking like, knock it off." He, like, he'll like, hear time, you. He'll do it. Shut up. <laughs> one time, I, uh, I was watching like a Walking Phoenix interview, something, 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 or and they like showed a compilation of him like calling nine one one about his brother dying, and yeah. I was like, I didn't uh, ever want to hear yeah, that. I, hate I didn't that shit. ever want to hear that. Like, why is this on the internet? Jordan Peele's right for that. <laughs> right. Like, that's, that is, that does not belong in other people's ears. Like, right. and it's wrong for people to capitalize on it. Yeah. Steven Yun. Steven Yun. But yeah, so like, that, so that makes, that makes a lot of sense to me now because like it. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense to me now too. Yeah. No, and I, and I get what you're saying originally too, though, because like, obviously there's like a really profound, uh, uh, profound's not the right word, but a really pervasive trope of, like, people with physical deformities being scary or evil or whatever that, like, a lot of movies just sort of thoughtlessly play into. And I think think that this is a, obviously, a slightly more nuanced version of that, but I still Mm -hmm. think, like, yeah, I don't know. It's very much, like, specifically commenting on it, but you're like, does that, like, fully excuse it? Like, um... Maybe yeah. that's a discussion we can have uh, more than two days after the release of the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, I don't know. It just looked like, I guess now that I know about the Oprah thing, but it just looked like that she died. I thought she was just dead. Yeah. She really was uh, dead. But yeah, I, I couldn't mean, tell, honestly. I was talking to my brother after. I was like, wait, so was that the mom or the or the, the younger co-star because I wasn't I was trying to remember like who was wearing the lighter colored yeah. pants and all that who was wearing the shoes I'm not sure Um, but it makes sense that it was the younger co-star and all that right I guess we don't know what happened to the mom um, so like did you say Jackson did it like what in what you like were researching did it say why they cut out a lot of that like Steven Yun stuff it just didn't test well or yeah I mean I don't know or? if there was much more Steven Yun stuff I think specifically like like, that's his backstory that's his backstory right right yeah 40 things yeah no i think it just didn't test well i think it just didn't come across i mean there is a part of Mm -hmm. me that thinks that that story idea comes across a little bit good guy with a gun and like in the wake of the world maybe it didn't feel great um but that's just the same thing my brother um Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like a very taxi driver thing where it's like this guy who's yeah. clearly fucked up and evil, like happens to do the right thing and gets praised for it. That I think was maybe called back later in the movie, but I think the whole thing just got got scrapped. Oh, okay. 
because to me, I just wish that it was like a little bit shorter then or a little bit longer, you know? Right, yeah. Because I I can see the connection a little bit more now, but uh, upon first viewing, I was like, it just felt strange that that was his arc. Like, it felt like it could have used a little bit more or a little bit less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah, and I think, like, one of my favorite moments in this movie is, like, way deep in the movie when they're, like, about to execute their final plan to, like, get footage of the monster. They're, like... Yeah. All sitting around the table and uh, Angel, the guy from the from the audio-video store, uh, says, like we're doing a good thing, right? Like, this is this is the right thing to do. And, like, there's that moment where they all kind of look at each other and it is immediately clear that none of them have even thought about that for a second. <laughs> They're like, yeah. we want to get footage of this thing, like, to save ourselves, but also to get famous and make money from the footage. And, like, mm-hmm. that has been the only thing that they've cared about this entire time, right? Is, like, getting yeah. that footage and having that... that you know, that weird capital that comes from being the possessor of this spectacle. And like, and like he says, like, but this could be good, right? Cause it's a dangerous alien. We could learn about it. You know, maybe we even save like the world if it's more dangerous than we even think it is. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that too. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't thought about that for even a second. Like that, that is the thing that I'm like, that I sort of just needed to be told and have it click. And I'm that it just like, that's like the biggest thing in this movie is just like people, like not only is it like people benefiting from tragedy just based on the spectacle of things, like people wanting to see it, but also this weird Mm -hmm. phenomenon of like 21st century America specifically, where it's like people need video to care about things. Like mm-hmm. we or, we can only process tragedy through video, and otherwise it's hard to get people to think about or care about things. Yeah, or even like each character, like Antlers, which is a weird name, but live live before it. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I love like, how weird his name is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I'm trying to prove that I'm not just like I I can direct more than commercials. Like I'm a real artist, and like the fries, like Angel is like. I want to be a part of something big. And, I, and, he, and he brings up the point, like, we're doing something good. And Kiki Palmer's character, Emerald, is like, I want to, like, prove that I'm not a mess up, that I can do things. And I'm trying to get that cash chut of cheese, cha-ching, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And then, like, even Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ, is, like, A, trying to, like, do the right thing. But it feels like also the whole time he's just, just like, trying to prove to his dad that he, like, can solve things. It kind of, it feels like there's that, like, BoJack Horseman episode where they talk about, um, like, if trauma isn't productive, then, like, what was it for? Right, right, yeah. Then it's it's just, then I'm just, like, a messed up person and there's nothing I can do about it. If I can't channel it into, like, a book or some art or, like, catching a giant (laughs) space monster, then, like, what was it for? Like, then my dad is just dead and that's it. Like, it's very interesting that that in, in and of itself becomes a commodity just to, like, like get redemption for your dead dad. Like, right. sometimes that just <laughs> is is beyond what we can do. But it, it, it is in and of itself a spectacle. Yeah. Okay, time smart. out. Time out. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, the panel's wrapped up. Apparently, they announced way more than people were expecting they were going to. Here's the thing. 
You know, I, I'm tired of the phase <gasps> thing, Dang. but apparently phase four. It, no, no man thing. No man thing announcement. <laughs> Uh, phase four, quote unquote, is gonna end with uh, uh, I don't even know. I guess the, I guess the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, like that's the last thing. Oh, and phase what? five, quote unquote, is starting with Ant Man and the Wasp in February, which is like okay, sure, I don't know, whatever. But he, okay, here's yeah. the big fucking thing. Uh, isn't the full t- sorry? Isn't the full title that is Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania? Yes, Quantumania. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. all stuff we already knew, and they like showed some trailers for Wakanda Forever and and Ant-Man and the Wasp. But uh, but then they announced Ooh. Captain America Four is going to be called mm-hmm. Captain America: New World Order, which is bananas. Oh, sounds uh, like Nazis. Yeah, that's a episode title from uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I yeah. Believe. Um, oh. And, uh, okay, the Daredevil TV show is going to be 18 episodes, which is fucking buck Mm. wild. I never would have called that in a million years. Wow. Mm. Um, That is not the world. That is not the golden age of television. We we run a tight 8 to 10. That's like a a network television show. Um, And, but here's the thing. 43 minutes a piece? This is this is brand new. Nobody was even calling this. Like we knew about the Thunderbolts movie, and they gave us a logo for the Thunderbolts movie. They're like, we're doing a Thunderbolts movie. Everyone's like, yeah, we kind of know. Uh, two Avengers movies called Avengers: what? The Kang Dynasty uh, what? in May of 2025, and then Avengers: Secret Wars in November of 2025. Two Are Avengers movies joking? in the same year, four months apart. Oh, what in the world? That is so bizarre. I would I not have called wow. that. Do you think that we might be jumping that damn shark? Do you think that that <laughs> might be happening here? I mean, I don't know. I don't even... But, like, the thing to me is that, like, it really felt like we were perfectly happy just putting along, being like, oh, yeah, I don't know, whatever, Thor 4, and then we throw in uh, yeah. Miss Marvel, Marvels. Like, just doing your own thing, you know? And, mm-hmm. and not, like, building up to anything in particular. But now that they've announced, like, a big fucking, like, two-part Avengers movie that's coming three years from yeah. now, now I'm like, literally, literally, what could you possibly do after that? After you do <laughs> after you do Avengers Secret Wars, like, how do you not just shut down the studio after that? You know? Like, I, like <laughs> I, I yeah, don't know. we did it. That's our magnum opus. <laughs> right. Like, assuming it's good and beloved and people still care by then, like, what could you possibly do after that? Okay. So so here's the phase. Good questions. Here's the phase five lineup. Uh, one moment. Okay, so it's Quantumania, and then Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Uh, hmm. Guardians three. Uh, then the Echo TV show with Alakwa Cox spinning out of Hawkeye. Uh, mm-hmm. Loki season two, The Marvels. Oh yeah. Which is like Miss Marvel two. Uh, yep. Then Blade coming sooner than I thought. <laughs> Uh, Ironheart oh, wow. after yeah. that, starring our favorite man, Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, then Agatha, Coven Thank of God. Chaos. Yeah. Then Daredevil, and then Captain America 4. And that's all they put on the timeline. So I guess Fantastic Four and the two Avengers movies are coming in phase six, question mark? So, like, I don't know. And I don't know what to do X-Men, with that information. Maybe. And, yeah, they didn't maybe. say anything in particular about the X-Men. Thunderbolts 2, I that's know. not on the Phase 5. 
So I guess they're just still cruising after that. And like, and by the way, nothing about uh, Armor Wars, by the way, which is kind of weird because they announced that years ago. And it seems like maybe there was some trouble with that and it's not moving ahead exactly as planned. Hmm. But like, I'm yeah, I am so hung up on 18 episodes of Daredevil. That is insane. Yeah. You know, but that's, <laughs> what's is it in like right now, Jackson? Awan has heard you <laughs> <laughs> for you specifically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, because I've just been like, yeah, I don't know. All these Disney Plus series are kind of like it's weird that they're only six episodes. It's an awkward length. They always feel like too long or too short. And then they're like, so yeah, your favorite guy. Uh, we're bringing back your favorite guy to play your favorite guy. It's going to be eighteen Three episodes times long. long. Yeah. Uh, still okay. Here's the weird thing. Not to talk about this forever, but. Uh, the Werewolf by Night Halloween special that Michael Chiquito's directing, which is supposedly going to come out uh, uh, this Halloween or, like, this October, which has been widely reported on by, Halloween. like, Deadline and Hollywood Reporter, like, we know it exists, has still not been acknowledged even one bit by Marvel <laughs> itself. So... I can only assume Weird. their plan is just to surprise drop it, quote unquote, be like, check it out, Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus right now. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so that's just weird because the rumor has been that like Werewolf by Night is the Halloween special this year and then next year is the Man-Thing Halloween special. I had my fingers so crossed <laughs> that they gave us like a good look at the Man-Thing for next year's Halloween special. But we still don't even know if it exists. So, whatever, this year's whatever. Halloween special, don't you know what? But we'll get there. Maybe if we're doing maybe. six phases, Man Thing will show up eventually. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can only hope. Also, uh, Modok, Modok is in Quantumania, which is insane. Oh my god, Modok the giant wow, floating I guess head. Oswald's getting a lot of getting a lot of work these days. Uh, no, it's not Patton Oswald. It's Corey <gasps> Stoll from the first movie. What in the F and F? <laughs> Apparently, he F? got sucked into the quantum up. realm and turned into Modok. I guess <laughs> it sounds <That's> awesome. <laughs> because how Patton, dare they rob? Pat Oswald's gonna be homeless because of you people. He's well, jobs. but he's playing Pip the Troll. Remember? I know, and he turns. I know he's playing Pip the Troll. I know he's playing Pip the Troll. He needs more work, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he's... <laughs> I guess you don't care about Pat Oswald. I do. I, I can't. He's Pip the Troll. He's doing very well. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> when are we going to find out more about the Eternals? I know. Yeah. That was the only thing. Okay, me and Keisha were talking about this earlier. In the Marvel Animation <laughs> panel, they they released some details about the Marvel Zombies animated show. And apparently, the villain of that show is going to be uh, uh, like Zombie Icarus from the Eternals. Uh, I would be I, deep oh, fried. Like, I assume Richard Madden will come back to do that, but I'm like, that's great. That's fine by just me. Be some Scottish voice. Is that even physically possible? I never He's thought about that. Deep fried, deep yeah. fried Icarus. Oh my god, Chris <laughs> back well, from uh, the sun. It's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> well, no, what I mean is like an Eternal getting zombified. Like that. Right, just, yeah. That sounds oh, kind of interesting. Unclear, yeah. unclear how the zombies, zombies, yeah. zom well. Because let's think back. Who could be a zombie? Iron Man? Mm -hmm. Who uh, already was Wanda. a zombie? Everyone. Everyone was a zombie. No, they Big got away at the Wasp. end of that episode, didn't they? 
Like not okay. The some only of them. people who weren't not zombies were Ant Man's head. Uh <laughs> Spider Man. Right. Um, it's been a while since I've seen that episode. Me too. I don't really remember. <laughs> they were going guess, when well, they escaped. They went to meet somebody, right? I think. Yeah. yeah were they like we're going to Wakanda? Was that the bit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They went I, to Wakanda. Yep. Oh no! Because yeah, yeah. Get into this. Get into this. Oh, they oh. found the Black Panther, but he got his leg chopped off. They were chewing on him. They were eating eating him as a snack. <laughs> no mm-hmm. leg. Only right, one leg panther. He's not very fast right, anymore. Right. Uh, they were with what's kind of yeah. Fun? Maybe they were with Shuri or um, uh, uh, um, the the head of the Dora Milaje. Right, which or, or no, she was a part of the team. Yeah, she was. I think, yeah, she did was. she get? Yes, yes, did she, she get Zambode? Yes, yes. It's possible she may have remember. gotten. Tell you what, let's watch zombified. the episode again. We'll check back. I don't yeah, know if this we'll is all good I remember, yeah. us trying to remember what yeah. happened. <laughs> trying to remember who was a zombie. And, uh, you're you're yeah. right, though, because they escaped to Wakanda, and then zombie Thanos was outside with the army and oh, everything. Oh, you're, right. You're, oh, right, zombie Thanos. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no, zombies but... zombies are the good guys. <laughs> but I'm excited. You know, like, what if they announce it's going to run, like, at least three more seasons? They're like, we're doing what if for a long time. We're doing oh, so Marvel fun. Zombies, good. Uh, which I think is really smart because it's like as these things get so much more complicated and unwieldy and you're like, when are we going to see this person again? Like, I feel like that is a perfect like I feel like it's so easy to organize and so easy to get actors to come back and do simple voice roles that you could be like, mm-hmm. even if like Jackson, I know you're scared. You're never going to get to see Paul Bettany as the vision again. Like you have no idea oh, when that's going to come back. Rest oh, assured, God. I'm sure he'll be in two or three episodes of a season of What If or in Marvel Zombies or something. Like, we'll get him to have some fun. I know you want to see more Where Eternals he, stuff. <laughs> Where is the Eternals? Where will the Eternals come back? I don't know, but Icarus is going to be in Marvel Zombies. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's fine. I'm sated <laughs> enough by that. Yeah, you've got you've got Icarus and Marvel Zombies and 18 episodes of Charlie Cox Daredevil. <laughs> exactly. So at least there's that. Um, for everyone at old country buffet but (laughs) but yeah like i don't know i mean i guess you know uh uh maybe guardians of the galaxy like somebody from the eternals shows up i don't know when do we when do we get more eternals content i guess in the avengers movies probably they'll probably Probably, that's that's like that's of course if they're gonna get the celestials involved in that yeah probably i'm sure that'll be part of it Who's going to be able to fight the Celestials, though? Like, eh, I should be making I TikToks know. about this right now. That probably would be the most economical use of my time right now, huh? I won't, but That's just like maybe I should have been. Spectacle, Jackson! Spectacle. It's we're, all spectacle. Uh, what, would, what would Jordan Peele say? All right, all right. Untime out. Untime out. We're done with that. We're done with yeah, that. Yeah. Marvel, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Get out of here. Connection. Leave. Uh, no. Yeah, Rick, this is nope time. What was the last thing we were talking about? Steven Young and the monkey. We were talking about, yeah, the, your favorite moment. I don't know. I think, oh, yeah, we could. I think that that was end of act two. We can move on to another act. Right. Well, because, yeah, like. I did want to. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Please. Why do you guys go ahead? Well, I I just wanted to respond to kind of our last thread, which was kind of about the fact that they, until Angel, I assume his family probably pronounce it Angel, but I'll just go with either. Um, But, yeah, when Angel's kind of saying that point about, like, we're doing the right thing, like, this is good for the world and everything. Um, I, I, I would push back on that a little bit in that, like, 
I feel like that's probably the point of the, I think that's kind of one of the points movies making in, uh, that kind of inevitable tension between the spectacle and the, um, like that sort of like more like just, um, altruistic sensibility because right. I, I feel I, I was personally, I was, I think I was really invested in that moment before it was either before or after, but around that time when, when, uh, Kaluuya is, is saying like, we don't own anything. And like this is going to be acquired by somebody, right? Anyway, so why not mm-hmm. us? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, obviously, like we see that come to pass and everything. So it's interesting, and I think, like we're saying, I guess I'm not pushing back totally on like the the sentiment of, of what y'all were saying, and I think that's totally fair. Right. But I think that's kind of part of the tension of the of the movie is like mm-hmm. the yeah, but like like <laughs> right. that yeah that that kind of that um that thought by Angel a little bit later definitely kind of does bring that up because I think it's not, it, for me, the way I read it was, it's not that they're not thinking about it. It's just that I think maybe it's a little bit of a moment to be like, oh yeah, this isn't exactly like the front of mind thing for right. any of us like right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously we want to survive and everything. Um, but at the same time, we still want to, you know, get this caught on camera and everything like that. And hopefully be able to survive and get out of it alive so that we can, you know, live, live well, yeah. hopefully. Well, yeah, uh, and then when the life left for ourselves, right? And then when the TMZ guy shows up at the end, like when the paparazzi shows up, which yeah. I just I can't take credit for this observation because I just I read people talking about it on the internet, but literally shows up with a mirror on his face to act mm-hmm. as a mirror <laughs> to the characters to be like he's doing exactly the same thing that you are doing. Mm-hmm. Like there is. Functionally, no difference between these two people and their goals and aspirations, except that, like, one has already had success and is trying to continue to hold on to that success by doing it, and one is trying to find success for the first time by doing it, right? And one is, like, you know, sort of played as sleazy and obnoxious and, and even evil to be dramatic about it and one is like scrappy and good and trying to you know make a name Mm. for themselves or whatever and i don't know i don't know if it's trying to necessarily like like i saw somebody say that like what it represents is like you know white people just trying to swoop in and like take the work that black people do away from them which i guess kind of makes sense i feel like that feels like a little bit of a uh uh like, if it, it feels weird to say that I, I don't want to be the person who's saying somebody pointing out an observation about race is stretching, but <laughs> at least in terms of this movie, it doesn't feel like exactly like the major point, although I'm sure that is observable. Um, but like, it, to me, it just feels more like just I think it doesn't like try to make any particular moral statement as much as it just makes you ask the question, like, what is the difference between these two people in this in this situation and it's Mm -hmm. like tricky and Mm -hmm. hard to answer. And then he just fucking dies (laughs) and you just have to be like, well, okay, whatever. I guess we'll just move on. Well, and I think there's also something to say, Oh, you could go ahead, Elon. Oh, I was just going to say, so I actually thought when, when, when he's having that standoff with, um, with M, Mm -hmm. I thought that she was going to say, Hey, this is private property. You need to leave Mm. or something like that. She came up with a good, you know, you know thing on the fly right. but it it goes back to Kalu's point whether it's private property or not like people are gonna swoop in and you know quote unquote 
use somebody else's trauma to feed their own ambition so why not use the yeah why not use utilize their home turf to yeah to or yeah like own Mm -hmm. something right like if you don't capitalize on your own trauma somebody else is going to so like why why shouldn't it be you as opposed to somebody else but it also to me it feels like there was a real turning point when jean jacket started raining blood and coins <laughs> and sharp things onto right. the house like that felt like it went from okay yeah like we could get abducted and die that way like that's scary but now it's very much like it is aware of our presence and it's angry and so <laughs> right. we, this is not just about proof anymore it's also about like the safety of people at right. this point like and so when he shows up and he's like I know more than you I'm I've got my cool shiny helmet and I need to get I need to get, get the shot they're also like yo get out of here like this is our shot but also like do you understand how dangerous this is I don't think you understand the right. world that you're trying to enter into and then he does it he's being a little asshole about it right and like mm-hmm. obviously pays the price for that and I don't, it seems very interesting especially since like this is speaking so much about spectacle and celebrity and all of that stuff. And Kiki Palmer has been in the industry since she was 10 years old. Right. And has, like, spoken about how it's very difficult to, like, maintain your own, like, sense of self. And then how much you want to protect that sense of self in others when they are you, like, are older and they are entering the industry as young people. Like, I don't know. It just um, it seems very cool for her to be the one saying that, and right. then he doesn't listen because that happens literally every damn day, like all <laughs> right. the time. It like people are like, I gotta break into the industry. I just gotta. I just gotta. And you're like, Are you even thinking about the consequences of your actions? Probably right, not. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you just want to be famous or whatever. Well, yeah, and that's... that goes back to one of the best lines in the movie from uh, from Antlers himself. I was literally just about to say that. Yeah. 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 Where where he um, says where he says like. That that dream, that dream where you where you stand on top of the mountain—that's <laughs> that's the dream you never wake up from. And you're like, oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, it was specifically the whole thing, like, and everybody's looking at you. Right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. That's well, yeah. But that's, you know, mm-hmm. you know what Kim Kardashian says is a dream without a goal is a wish. It's mm. just a wish. I love when Kim Kardashian <laughs> says things. Uh, <laughs> Well, and yeah, it's... Maybe Doja Cat. Maybe. I, We're not sure. We can't remember. Oh, wait. I brought this up earlier at breakfast. Yeah. It's all good. You and I got breakfast this morning. Okay. Uh, uh, but, uh, and yeah, I don't know. There's something so wonderful about... Uh, oh, what's the actor's name? I can never remember. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Antlers. Just, like, how completely and totally unafraid Jordan Peele is to just, like, make him... Like, kind of a ridiculous caricature of a gravelly-voiced, yeah. intimidating man, you know? Like, it doesn't... F- He's like, like he never girl. He never feels the need to, like, pull back or, like, deflate, like, that or, like, do anything other than completely lean into him being, like, gravelly-voiced and stoic and ridiculous. Like, in this bizarre caricature of, like, a Sam Elliott type, you know? Um and the fucking one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people-eater thing oh, is, like, the perfect God. example. Holy shit, that's so funny. And, like, it is just such tremendous courage to just fucking 
do that and let that happen and not give a fuck. I think it is so yeah. incredible. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. But it's like, it is, that's the thing of legend is like doing a dramatic monologue of something as stupid <laughs> as the one I had one horn flying purple people. <laughs> like, also, the, I wanted to speak to, um, like, this is something that has been like circulating conversations for like a really long time in like the cinema world that if like a black protagonist were replacing a white protagonist like right. the movie would be over because they just be like nope not that not that <laughs> oh not that. right like yeah, i yeah, love yeah. that this movie ad directly addresses that several times where like it starts in the barn when the kids are like doing the little alien prank and he's like trying to take a video and then they start to walk towards him and he's like nope no, no. <laughs> right. They're going to kill me. I'm out. Yeah. And then even, like, when Jean Jacket is, like, raining over the house and Daniel Kaluuya is pulling up and, like, he tries to get out and, like, he makes a little grumble and he's like, nope, I'm staying in the car. <laughs> right. And then he swing like, it's addressed directly by that, like, horse statue being plopped right onto the car. It's <laughs> right. so crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, then that's where, like, the title of the movie comes from, right? It's just that idea. Yeah. But I still think Nope is a very bad title for a movie. I kind of can't stand it. There is a part of yeah. me that was like, I'll hold out and see the movie. Maybe it'll have some resonance and I'll come around on it. And I guess it kind of does. I still think it's terrible. I don't like Nope as a movie title. I don't, I don't, I don't like it one bit. Do you guys feel the I, same I way? Have a, I, uh, I, have, I have a thought about that. But just before I get to that, do you have any, any quick pitches? Oh, for the title? Oh, well, yeah. uh, I read that Jordan Peele wanted Jean at jacket. one point to call it Little Green Men because of money, but also aliens. Oh. Mm -hmm. But it also wouldn't yeah. really make sense because it... there aren't actually any Little Green Men in it. So I don't know if I would yeah. go for that one either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. My, it's like, it's tricky, tricky. What would you say, Elin? My thought about it was... Because this goes back to the you know the thematics of it all and the you know Gordy of it all, it's like what do you do? Nope, I guess you could say just the word nope, and it's said in the variety of contexts in the movie, um, in different contexts and situations, um, <laughs> precisely. Right. Um, but it's a it's a response to a situation, and I think that this movie partly is also exploring like how do you respond to adverse bizarre situations right. in a, 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 a varieties of, of those sorts of things um because i think yeah the whole thing i think the whole the reason i feel like steven yoon's arc although i would agree um i wouldn't even say limited i would just say it's it's short it just it feels like it looms yeah. large but it feels short in like you know manifested like minutes um but i think the reason that it works is because you're essentially seeing like the um the like the essentials of what you need to of of seeing from beginning to end in, in nonlinear order um a person who learns the wrong lesson from trauma right and then decides to um and then decides to to you know to to you know take actions that you know someone who learned the wrong lesson would take from that kind of a situation um and basically yeah and just you know rain <laughs> tragedy on everybody <laughs> yeah. else around them basically um yeah i mean you can think about it in just kind of the stereotypical ways that, like you know a, a child star who 
maybe doesn't have like the perspective to like process all of that maybe and again as we kind of discuss isn't incentivized to do that because even though it may not be his primary stream of income he's still profiting from it on the side right i mean it's all hidden because it's yeah the the studio hit it he has a back room with all the stuff um it's not exactly a very public facing thing he does per se um with that but Nevertheless, it is still pretty prominent in his life. Right. Um, and yeah, so the, that was something that kind of hit me once the whole thing was revealed and then we see what he's doing with the show and everything. It's just like, oh man, yeah, this is just a huge bummer of a situation. Right. Um, yeah. That just had the right mixture of all the, um, you know, uh, past history and um, psychology and personality to just kind of, to, you know, to result in the right kind of like a tragedy basically right uh and i i want to i want to like pause for a second and just remark i mean i said this already kind of at the beginning but like as much as we're talking about all these ideas and themes and things that we think the movie is trying to get across and trying to say i think kind of the magic trick of this movie is that you don't really need to engage in any of that to really enjoy it yeah you know like, this movie right. functions really extremely well just as a normal adventure blockbuster horror movie in a way that, like, a lot of modern movies don't. Like, just even even stripped of any of its most interesting ideas. There's, uh, uh, who was it? Oh, I guess it was Griffin Newman on the Blank Check podcast. They're talking about RoboCop. And he has this line that I love where he's like, RoboCop is a movie that works just as well for the smartest person in the room as the dumbest person in the room. Like RoboCop is, so is a true. movie that is filled with really intelligent and complicated and poignant ideas, but is also fundamentally a movie about a big robot, robot with a gun shooting guys in the nuts. <laughs> Shoot people in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> both of those things are true at the same time. And there are movies like that, like the matrix or like, like point break that like can have their cake and eat it too. And be both things at the same time. I think that like, you know, I think and us that America. Yeah. I think us kind of <laughs> fundamentally isn't that I feel like, you have to really engage with us on an intellectual level in order to really enjoy it. But I think that Nope threads that needle really perfectly of like having a lot to say, having a lot of really interesting ideas, being deeply thematic and non-literal, while also just being a good movie about an alien that sucks guys up and eats them. (laughs) Like a vacuum. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you say that this is even more like entertaining than Get Out? Like this is more of like the ideal blend of kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I guess I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know what like, uh, normal people, quote unquote. I don't know how they're feeling about this movie. My only gauge was was the guy. The normie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's the thing that I'm constantly, constantly trying to remind myself is like, you and I and most of the people we interact with exist yeah. in this bubble where we're thinking about and talking about art and culture all the time. Yeah. And the majority of people do not function <laughs> like that and might just watch this movie and be like, that was weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I'm constantly yeah. trying to remind myself of that. Um, which is, does not come from a place of superiority. It just comes from a place of like acknowledgement. No, just of like, like yeah. that other people can consume media. It, it, 
and maybe not um, tear it to shreds. Yeah, in a vastly different way than we do. Second by second, and it's okay and valid. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that what this movie's saying? Is that <laughs> is that what they're trying yeah. to tell us? And like, uh, and like, my only gauge for that so far. I tweeted this story already, but I just think it's so funny. <laughs> at the second time I saw it this morning, there was uh, what appeared to be like a 75-year-old man and his granddaughter seeing this movie sitting behind me. And when it ended, the you know the the girl was like, "So so what did you think?" And he was like, nah, "Oh, I don't know." And she was like, "Oh, what? What did you <laughs> like about it? I thought it was great." And he was like, "Well, I I mean, we're just supposed to believe that those guys are from space." And I was like, what? what? <laughs> and like what she said, like she clearly like expected him to say some shit like that. Cause she was like, no, 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 no. Like he, it was like, you know, it was like a big space jellyfish. It was an organism. Like she responded to it so wildly differently than I would have. But I was just like, what? How could you possibly say those words after watching this movie? Like those guys came from first... space. What are you talking about? <laughs> For that to be the first thing. That's interesting. Cause you would think, I mean, it's like Timon from Lanky. You'd be like, okay, what's going on? Who's the monkey? Like, that's what most people are going to be saying after this movie. Right. You know? <laughs> if, yeah, the if, who's the monkey? And yeah, um, I mean, I guess this. That was an excellent Lion King reference. <laughs> uh, and I guess this does have like a slightly lower, like, critic score and stuff than like the other two Jordan Peele movies. I wonder, like, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, only time will tell, like, how the legacy of yeah. this movie will evolve. I think where I'm at right now, like, present day, it's definitely my least favorite of the three. Not by, like, a wide margin, mm-hmm. but, like, because I really like it, and I'm really, really coming around yeah. to it. Uh, but, like, even still, I think Us is kind of, a, like, Get Out is absolutely undeniable, like, a, just a fucking perfect movie. And Us, I think, is also, like, kind of a masterpiece. And I think that this movie's, like, really, really good. (laughs) And so I just sort of by default becomes my least favorite. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the legacy of this movie is going to evolve. Yeah. I think, for me, when I finished the film, I was like, I don't know. Because I was like, oh, maybe I'll go watch it again with my sister. Because I went with a couple friends. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this again right now but now that we're talking about it i think i do it just felt long while we were like sitting there it felt long like parts of it felt like the pacing was a little strange i feel like we could have seen the actual creature earlier and i don't know to me i think i missed i i like either missed when they like you could really tell or they just verbally said Oh, it's not a UFO. It's a monster. It's like right. a, it's a guy. Like, did I just like blink and forget when they said that, or like when they showed it, or did right. they just say it? Uh, no, they did say they it at some point. Uh, there's a, there's some moment where uh, sorry, I got distracted for a second. There, there's that's okay. That's okay. There's a moment where Daniel Kaluuya like really spells it out, and he's like, it's. It's an animal. It's an organism. But he just, but they don't, like, we don't visually see, like, oh, yeah, it's acting in a more organic format. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I think that part for me, I was like, oh, you're just explaining to me why 
it's a it's a thing. It's a little it's a little jellyfish boy and not <laughs> well a big jellyfish like an boy. Actual, let's be a frank. Big jellyfish. You don't know. You don't know. Just but we don't know what's yeah. in the ocean. <laughs> Comparatively, we see all of it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's but weird because like, I yeah. There's a moment though where I feel like maybe it's Kaluuya who like says like, "What if it's not a ship at all right. or something?" Yeah. Uh, and I feel like we do. I mean, the attack on the um, on the the show at um, sorry, what's mm-hmm. the name of the place again? Ju- Ju- Magical Jupiter or something. Share of land or something. Jupiter's yeah. plane. Yeah, the yeah. the attack on Jupiter's plane kind of show. Well, I'm, when you see them, inside that would have been thing, that would have been a good name. That's a good title. Oh, yeah. the attack on Jupiter's plane. <laughs> Yeah, attack on Jupiter's or just plane. whatever the like, name of the farm um, is, Jupiter's whatever. Is I don't think it's Jupiter's plane. What is it? Yeah, whatever. But maybe just that would have been a great title for the movie. I don't know. That would have been. Want to cool. know something wild? I stayed through the credits because I just like to do that. And there was an, a movie yeah. theater employee who seemed mad at me about I it because they needed to. I left clean the when theater. it turned red. <laughs> right. When the, it goes. The turned red. Let me tell you, it's more incredible. Orange. It goes all the way to black. Mind blowing. Oh, damn. Uh, Orange, red, yeah. all the way to black? No, but uh, right at the spectrum? end, right at the end, there's this title card that plays that's like, and you can visit Jupiter's whatever at <gasps> Universal Studios on the Universal Studios lot tour oh <laughs> starting this summer. God. And I was like, oh, damn, yeah. that's incredible. I want to go. That sounds I'm so sick. See- Let's go. Let's yeah. go, yeah. guys. Let's go. I right heard about now. that not too long ago from one of my one of my best friends from college is a is a studio tour guide. Oh yeah. And he mentioned that he was so That's excited. Cool he saw the movie a couple days ago. Um but yeah, yeah, he told me that yeah, that he was so excited to hear that yeah, that Jordan Peele a Jordan Peele movie is getting a set on the, <laughs> right, on yeah. the tour now, which is super cool. Um like, it's kinda cool, yeah. It's cool that it's that shed as well. Died via vacuum. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Um, I better see yeah. a, I better see that ripped off face lady. <laughs> she better be there. Oh boy. They better yeah. have cactus ices. I feel Ooh. like the 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 icy as brand like that's there's something there. There's something there. <laughs> I'm, I'm still picking up the pieces. You don't know what it is. It just feels like so americana. Right. But it's like like 7-Eleven is kitschy. So it's not slurpy. It's not no it's not non-specific icy. It's it's the name brand. The polar bear is on there. Right. I just, you know, there's just something there. There's guys. something evocative there's about something. It. It, it, it. It, it, what's the word? Mm-hmm. It is a conduit it for a very particular thing. It's true. Uh, it's true. The only things that matter in this context are the things that are making money. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so I think we can. Icy, baby. Uh, okay, so here's here's like one last thing I want to say. If anything, this is kind of my biggest gripe with the movie. And it's pretty minor, okay. which is that the bit near the beginning when Daniel Kaluuya goes out to the barn and he's getting pranked by the kids in the alien costumes. Mm-hmm. I think that is lame. I don't think that's good. Like it, it yeah. doesn't feel like, I mean, the filmmaking of it is really spectacular. And like the first time I saw it, it was like sincerely really scary. And like, even though there's some part of you that's like, that can't just be it. Like there must be some kind of fake out here. But like, it doesn't feel like it's really set up and then it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it pays off either. It's just like, Oh, some yeah. kids pranked him and that's how we get to do some scary stuff. But it's like, I don't think this matters like in the broader scheme of things. Like it was fun to do the thing I where agree. it really slowly pokes his head around from the corner. That was scary. You got me a little bit with that, but it's like, it doesn't have any narrative bearing on anything else. And as a fake out, it feels really unearned because they didn't do anything to set yeah. you up for it at all. 
And like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, the only yeah. thing, only thing that kind of does that is, yeah, the when when yeah when uh, uh when Juke comes by and is like, uh, that's my horse thing, you know. And it was like, yeah, doing all like the shouting from the fence yeah. and everything. Oh, is and, that what that was know, meant to be? That they took his. They t- yeah, only the horse yeah. statue was his. Yeah, M oh. definitely stole that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that for makes sure. sense because yeah. I remember, I remember Kiki, Kiki Lane saying like, "Well, you did steal his horse," and being like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You didn't steal anybody's yeah. horse." No, that was. Now I get. That it. was mm-hmm. the 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 plastic horse. Yeah, I think I do think that the the detail of like Stephen Yun buying all of the horses from the like horse ranch and then like literally just <laughs> giving them over to like jean jacket to eat as like, right. a little test like it just thematically makes so much sense because once daniel kaluuya finally like draws his a line in the sand and is like no i'm not selling you any more of our horses like that's when jean jacket starts to get pissed like <laughs> right yeah that there isn't any more food yeah but i i don't know i just feel like there's something that needs to just get tightened up a little bit there's something in the pacing and i think that might be the scene like i i understand it at a meta level where I really think that Jordan Peele's like this is what you expected me to do I'm not doing it right and like that and that is totally valid as an artist I think that makes sense but in the in the grand scheme of things like you're saying it kind of just slows everything down to the point where I'm like okay why did you waste my time on yeah that? what was that like why are you <laughs> yeah like I like because I'm oh the I, fake out yeah, I don't know, because like, it's like mm. a, it's not a short horror movie by any means. It's pretty no. long for a horror. It's like two movie. hours fifteen. So it's like, yeah, like I don't know. It just feels like I want the moments to count, and I want like it's it's like the horror genre is so difficult, and I don't think that like most people understand the difficult balance of like pacing and suspense and like showing some but not too much and so it's i understand like this is a very um like big task and undertaking but it just feels like there's something that's just it just there's a little bit that's missing and i i I haven't quite put my finger on what exactly it is but that might be it it might be it uh it's still good for me oh yeah still rules I think for me, like, I don't have as much of a problem with that because for me, I think it puts you right in where you, where he, where Pio wants you to be, which is with, um, uh, sorry, uh, OJ. Where you're with OJ yeah. and you're kind not of not that like, OJ hey. though. <laughs> not that OJ. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy that gag at the beginning of the movie I did. as well? Not all OJ. That was that was cool. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like he's putting you right where you he wants you to be, which is with OJ in that kind of frenetic moment of like processing, like, oh my. God gosh right. like is this like you, you kind of like for me i had that moment where i was kind of like getting my bearings like looking at just kind of staring at it and being like oh like that's that's mm-hmm. it like what is it what can it do what is it doing oh it's walking towards him oh there's more than one um yeah and just kind of that sort of i don't i don't think that's it's too long of a scene i think it's as long as it needs to be right. i think it does everything it needs to but for me i think the thing that um i think the reason that this movie doesn't quite uh at least the things I feel like that are kind of missing from it. This is what I want to go back and pay attention more to on a, on a rewatch is does the relationship primarily with M and OJ mm-hmm. track all the way through? Cause I feel like, like the, like the moment is really moving when they're looking across at each other um, with, with oh, Jean yeah. jacket in between them. And they're basically trying to like, you know, 
they're trying to uh, uh, Vormir it out, you know, like who's going <laughs> to who's going to make the sacrifice right. play, basically. Um, and I think it's really moving. But for me, it was missing a little bit of uh, like kind of prior relationship context. Like I feel like I, I needed to. I, di- I feel like I didn't quite know like their story as deeply as I needed to for that moment to land like 100 mm-hmm. percent landed about like maybe I, mean, I might be being generous here but like 60 70 percent but like right. there was like that oh. whole one scene that was kind of meant to set up that that was supposed to be kind of where the look like I'm watching you thing with the fingers like came from when he was training mm-hmm. the horse that she was supposed to train and she was mad about it but he was trying to be like a nice big brother and everything there's that one there's like a one story um that they kind of that they talked about to kind of I feel like set that up um and I feel like I wasn't quite tuned in all the way in to get all the details I needed from that to kind of inform what their relationship is like. Because I would agree, I feel like the reason um, that they kind of go with M as kind of the quote unquote like final girl, like Roy, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Roy Scheider, right, um, yeah. in Jaws, you know, pr- uh, role <laughs> at the end is is that you know we haven't quite seen her, and I feel like a lot of this movie, like we were saying. Um, is, you know, what do you do when you respond? When you take all the spectacle away, like, what do you do when you're responding to, like, a traumatic, adverse situation? And I feel like that's what we needed to see from her, and that's, I feel like, what they're giving us. Um, so it's really well-earned for her, and that's a great way to kind of end her arc. Um, and I feel like in itself, um, we've kind of seen what OJ's intentions are through and through. So the fact that he's, like, trying to sacrifice himself for her... Um, and just, you know, the joy of him basically seeing him alive at the end is kind right. of, you know, good enough um, there. Can just, now that we've kind of switched over to M's POV uh, and kind of, you know, great coming back to sort of like the man on the horse, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, um, almost silhouette kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like I would want to see if the kind of the depth of the relationship is there because I feel like that that's the kind of thread that you need in a, in a horror slash thriller to really kind of make it really means something with everything else kind of around it so that's kind of the one thing i would kind of say i liked everything else i thought all the supporting characters were great um like we've kind of been talking about angel and um antlers and themselves kind of both were interesting um interesting uh point of views that kind of had good moments to kind of insert some great kind of perspective on the whole situation as a whole and kind of challenged um you know our two our two protagonists in a, in a really strong compelling way um i think this movie the the legacy of this movie i think it'll age really well based off of the kind of the substance on the top i think in terms of like the the kind of exploration of spectacle and the kind of commercialization of that basically right um but um yeah i do think yeah the the key is going to be like do, do the relationships land all the way mm. that'll kind of be the key to the depth of it because even though us is you know, the densest, I would say, of the three. I think we all agree about that. Um, it still has kind of the intrigue and, like, the performances and, like, the humanity, the complex exploration of humanity, uh, which is still really, really creative, um, that kind of has it, that kind of has its legacy, I feel like, kind of set. Um, not that all of those things necessarily matter, but in terms of, like, people over generations coming to the movie and everything, I think that's going to be a thing that will translate to most if not all viewers nope is kind of interesting so i think we'll kind of have to see what um what more of the kind of dialogue is about it as we kind of go ahead with it right so i want to i want to start wrapping up a little bit we can you know not that not that i want to cut anybody <laughs> off because we've been going for a while there are a few things i want to say rapid fire a lot of things to say uh first of all score for this movie so fucking good 
And a lot of that, like, heel turn in the third act, like, into, like, Spielberg blockbuster is carried yeah, that is by the score. The, f- the, the, yeah. the yeah, cue yeah, yeah. when Daniel Kaluuya is riding the horse that first time, like, uh, uh, like luring Jean Jacket away is fucking incredible. This is one of my favorite scores of the year so far, hands down. I think it's so good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, also, like, just... And, it, and it's, it just, it feels very fresh. Oh, totally. I mean, it's fresh in the sense that it's so classical. Like, it is such a fucking, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. John Williams-ass score in a way that it is not for the first two-thirds of the movie, right? Like, the score mm-hmm. has this really abrupt heel turn, like, two-thirds of the way through it. Like, all the way through the end, the score sounds completely different than it did in the first two-thirds of the movie, and I think it's really, really cool. Um, and I also just wanted yeah, to shout point out... out to, uh, shout out to Michael Abels. Like, yeah, exactly. Who's a fascinating guy. Because, like, I don't know what his relationship is to Jordan Peele, like, personally, but that was basically where he got his start because he did music for Get Out, which was obviously a fucking huge success and has incredible music in it. And then he just did, you know, he's just Jordan Peele's guy now, and he's starting to get a few other gigs, like, off of that success. But he still hasn't, like, done that much more than, like, the three Jordan Peele movies. And, like, this score is just so great that, like, I really hope he, like, starts getting more diverse work because he's really just incredible um for sure and i also just want to point out i talk a lot about special effects and visual effects on this podcast a lot and this movie looks so fucking good like all of the jean jacket stuff looks so incredible Mm -hmm. it is such like you know it's what i like to say a lot of the time is that like the reason that like modern vfx tends to look so much worse than the vfx of you know 15 30 years ago is that it's just like a quantity over quality thing, like in yeah. most in most like to boil it down to its simple elements, simplest elements. It's like, oh, we have forty million VFX shots that we're paying these non-union <laughs> VFX houses to generate yeah. in a super short amount of time, which is just like totally normal industry standard for a Jurassic Park movie or a Marvel movie or whatever. Um, and there are like so few movies that I feel like really smartly and and economically use visual effects lately. Like, I always, like, I think that this this movie is, like, I think one of the best-looking, like, VFX blockbusters in the last 20 years. It's hard for me to think of anything that mm. was, like, this well-executed outside of, like, Invisible Man or maybe... Yeah. Or, like, Rogue One. I think Rogue One is still, like, the gold standard. I think that is, like, as good as a VFX movie has ever looked basically. But like, this is, this is like up there. Like all the jean jacket stuff looks really incredible. Yeah. If I could like speak very briefly to jean jacket, just as like, you don't question him, it as like, <laughs> Oh a, yeah. An inorganic ship until it is referenced that like, it's, not acting as a ship it's acting the way that an animal does it's acting the way a horse does or a chimpanzee does and that's so interesting because at first i was like yeah right like did you see it suck up like beam tractor beam its victims like that is not that's not an animal but like so the the form that it he it whatever it takes jean jacket takes right as a little ship is so interesting and so fascinating and but it feels organic and it's just so alien in that it it does not resemble any other 
monster, like famous monster movie monster in any way, shape or form. But it's so believable and just so beyond the scope of what we are used to seeing that it's, it was so awesome to see. And then like when it starts to do the like green, like shoo, 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 shoo to distract the balloon, it's just it just is so cool the way that they take from nature and spin it into this completely new facet it's just fun to see like a new monster like you don't see that very often and i love a monster movie i've always loved a monster movie so that this movie became one that's a great plot twist it was and it, it just looked so amazing so visually captivating yeah, it can basically take any shape it wants, and I would say uh, I would agree with you with maybe one potential caveat. It reminded me only like reminded me a little bit of the monster from Life, the space one. Oh with, right, um, yeah, with oh, Ryan Reynolds. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like very and, uh, organic. Yeah, Joe and Holland Ferguson. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily have the same abilities, but in terms of, like when it like spreads out at the end, like not quite That's final fair. form, but like spreads out, it kind of reminded me of that just a little gooey. bit. Less but, yeah, gooey, not though. quite the same. Do you guys remember when? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember when yeah, Life yeah. came out and everyone was so sure it was going to be a secret Venom prequel <laughs> before it came or out, or like a Cloverfield movie or <laughs> yeah. something? Yeah. I well, it that. was. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. It was a script that was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie at one point, but literally there was like people like actually were like. Oh wait, is this real? Like they it's thought it was gonna be like Venom. Prometheus, where it was like a secret alien movie, except it was gonna be for Venom. That it was gonna be like mm-hmm. surprise, it was stupid. the Venom symbiote. Yeah, the whole time. like like Marvel <laughs> would do a secret movie like that. Yeah. That's so stupid. Uh, so anyway, hey, would you guys like to hear a one star review of Jordan Peele's Nope? Sure. Absolutely. This review comes from Letterbox.com, and this person says. This is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. It's because Jordan Peele didn't make it good. (laughs) Reasonable. (laughs) Reasonable critique. (laughs) He didn't make it good. Simply put, didn't make it good. Sometimes people like make movies and they don't make them good. Why do you think this movie's bad? Well, they didn't make it good. That's why. (laughs) If they had just, people don't just, if you could just make it good, that's all you have to do. It would be be good if you just made it good. Just make it good. (laughs) All these new ingredients, including the familiar stuff. Daniel Kaluuya, I love him, but send it back to the kitchen. (laughs) Make it good. Not anybody can Redo it. Try good. I want Get Out (laughs) 2. Anyway, my name's Jackson McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. I'm Elon Hernandez. And this has been the Cool Takes Podcast. We will see you next week uh, for Sonic 2 with Satchel Hartmon So, I believe. We've been playing some games, but I think it's Sonic 2 week next week. <laughs>